Alternative Radio. Pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is brought to you by Inked Marketing. And the Inked Marketing crowdfunded comic for this here episode is going to be Alpha Dogs. Mm-hmm. This is a Road Dog approved ad. Uh, Road Dog's my dog, Roadie. He's a pit bull. This book is about pit bulls. It is about the, the, the misunderstanding of pit bulls. It is badass. It is badass. I just backed. I just backed. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about this book. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they say it's an incredible journey meets Lost. Come on. I don't know what Lost is. I never watched Lost, but an incredible journey. I mean, this is mm, nostalgia hitting my heart hard on that one. So, Alpha Dogs, if you're a dog lover, if you're a pit bull owner, this is a book you are not going to want to miss out on. It has my money. There's still time left to back this book. Let's make it a thing. Done by John Dexter and Fernando Melick, along with Ezekiel Dominguez. Mm-hmm. So once again, the book is Alpha Dogs. It's on Kickstarter. Go to kickstarter.com and uh, just search Alpha Dogs. It's going to be right there in your face. Once again, brought to you, proudly brought to you, by Inked Marketing. Well, hello again. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 301. That's right. That's right. 300. I know I didn't go on much about 300 episodes, but it's 301, right? That's that's the one you really celebrate, and we're celebrating it in a big way with a big creator corner. My friend, and I think I think I'm comfortable in saying this. Rylan Grant, um, uh, the, 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 this guy, he's, he's returned for the fourth time, he's, he's a fucking G, he's the most interesting man on the goddamn planet, and that was while the Dos Equis guy was still alive. Uh, the, the, the new stuff, the new interesting stuff that comes to light about Rylan in this show, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, and it's not all comic book stuff, the, this, it, comics is a side gig for this dude. Like, this is how talented he is. He's this good on a side gig. Uh, he, it's just... He, he, he's an absolute fucking monster. Uh, a monster of a creator and a saint of a human being. Um, you know, he's actually an ordained Buddhist monk. I can go on and on and on about this guy. There's no origin stories in this podcast. He's back for the fourth time. Fourth time, only to match uh, David Pepos. You know, when and you're gonna send some uh, disdain and some 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 shade being thrown. Oh man, this is it's a great it's a another great great conversation. One of my favorite talks that I've had in the history of this podcast. Um, yeah, you know, what do you say when you've you know talked to somebody for four hours already? You know, over four hours, probably five hours before this podcast. Let's see, the first time was easily an hour, and then two hours for uh, the, what was that, CyberCon, and then easily another hour before that. So, I mean, yeah, what, what do you say to someone? For, I mean, how, how, how do you get 30 minutes out of a conversation, or, yeah, out of a conversation with, nah, it's Ryland Grant, people, it's Ryland Grant. I think this, this goes on for over an hour, I believe. So, sit back, enjoy, 
enjoy this. This is a lot of fun. And by the way, the book we're talking about is on Kickstarter right now. <laughs> the Jump. The Jump. So just go to Kickstarter, search The Jump, and then it's issues one and two. Uh, one and two is what it comes up. The Jump one and two. Uh, yeah, get on it. Stretch goals already reached. We're, we're, we're breaking ceilings here, people. We're breaking ceilings. So do all of that. In the meantime, I'm not going to stall you much longer. It's time for Ryland motherfucking Grant. All right, Rylan Grant, welcome back, man. How are you? I am doing excellent. We were just uh, we were just talking about that. I am now the uh, the the co uh, the co holder of the uh, the record for most appearances on the uh, on the pod uh, with with David Pepos, and I'm uh, yeah yeah man. Well, you're in good company for sure. I mean, I consider you guys both friends of the show. So anytime you guys have any anything to promote at all, it's no question. I drop everything for you guys. I mean, yeah, you you were you were there in the beginning for the show, so. You're you're here to you're here to talk about the jump again, man. Um, so I mean, real quick before we start <laughs> diving into this, man, what is a well? Where can people find the jump? We don't need a we don't need any origin stories right now. This is the fourth time. Go go back and listen to to one. Let's, let's, talk, let's get to the meat. Yeah. So the headline of the talk, of course, is that uh, the jump issue two uh, is now live on Kickstarter. Uh, the jump is my kick you in the teeth paranoid thriller set in the world of astral projection. It is. Uh, inception meets the born identity if it were dripping with macabre and directed by david fincher that's my uh yeah. that's my best one line pitch there um it's a hell of a book uh uh issue one uh, was brought to life on kickstarter uh last summer uh we raised about 15 grand on the on the first issue uh um it was a big critical success and so we're back with issue two um, uh, you can go to, uh, bit.ly backslash the jump two, or you can just go to Kickstarter and search for the jump Two, search for Ryland Grant, any of that stuff, uh, and check the campaign out. I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh you know, a lot of great stuff. We have, uh, uh, four amazing variant covers. We have like a back to the future cover this go around a Mandalorian, uh, mm. uh cover this go around. Um, you can, uh, um, all sorts of amazing tiers. We can, uh, we can put you in the book, you know, we have draw me in tiers. We can put you on a cover. We can actually send you a physical copy of the the comic book with you on the cover as the Mandalorian or as Marty McFly or, or that's so badass, man. Yeah, we can talk more about that in a bit, but it's a great campaign, great reward. So uh, check out the Jump uh, uh, issue two on Kickstarter. Well, I mean, I've, I vouch for this campaign all day, obviously. Uh, but the, 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 I remember reading the the first issue of the Jump and just, I mean, I, I always have high expectations going into your works. Uh, but the jump was just—it's not what I—I I didn't know what to expect with it. You know, you—you you don't do typical comic book writing. I never know what the fuck to expect with you, Riley. I mean, you—you're uh, you, just so outside the box, and you know, it, it makes sense coming from you know your, your background and everything. When I read a a, a Rylan Grant comic, it's—it's it's essentially like reading a movie. You know, it, it, everything you do reads just like a movie, um, and it's. <laughs> Uh, the the jump was the same way, man. The peacekeepers. I just got done reading the peacekeepers. It was the same fucking way. Uh, I, I I I was absolutely blown away by the jump. Uh, so with the with the second campaign, I mean, it's it, you're gonna knock it out of the park with this. I, I've been seething for this. Like I'm frothing at the mouth for the the, the second issue. So. Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thanks, sir. About about ten compliments in there uh, uh, that that I that I greatly appreciate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, outside the box is key for me. You know, I mean, it's um. Uh, 
I mean, I, you know, my, my day job, I get, I get paid to write movies and, and TV shows and that's great. And that's awesome. But, um, to a certain degree, when you write in Hollywood, like your hands are tied, you know, you're kind of handcuffed. I mean, they, um, uh, you know, particularly recently, I mean, uh, I, I, I came up in the Sundance movement, you know, I saw Pulp Fiction and said, oh, wow, I want to do that. And I, I came out mm-hmm. to Hollywood and I, I went to, uh, the American Film Institute Conservatory, which is, you know, the snooty, arty, uh, uh, uh you know, film, uh, school, um, and, um, you know, where David Lynch went and, you know, I was, I was all ready to kind of get spit out to the workforce and make those movies. Uh, you know, the rub was Hollywood stopped making them, um, you know, the, mm-hmm. the financial crisis, uh, came about and the IP revolution, meaning that everything has to be based on a book or a video game or something like that. And, you know, suddenly blockbusters, you know, Harry Potter, the, the Marvel uh, movies were, uh, were kind of the rule. Um, and so there was no pulp, pulp fictions for me to, to, <laughs> to make in Hollywood. And, um, I always sound like an asshole complaining about it, but I ended up kind of, uh, you know, my career now is writing big poppy action movies and it's awesome. I wouldn't trade that for, uh, for, for anything. I mean, I've written for, I think the directors of seven of the, the, the nine fast and the furious movies at this point. And, and, and that's incredible and awesome. Uh, and, and it's a hell of a day job. Um, but you know, Hollywood makes five movies now, and you got to write them a certain way. And uh, mm-hmm. and I'm good at that. You know, the, writing those movies bought my house. But um, but you can your work gets stale. You know, you can get a little. Uh, I don't know. It's just you know doing the same thing every time is is a little rough. And so when I went into comics, I just you know, the beauty of comics is you can do anything uh, in any way as long as it's good, right? And so I, I just, as long as it's good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, I don't, I don't have to, I'm lucky in that I don't have to like, you know, I don't have to write, uh, you know, some branded book for dynamite to like pay the bills or anything like that. I can just kind of, you know, um, comics are my playground and I can just kind of do passion projects and, and, and do the sort of thing I, I, I want. And so, um, you know, in the beginning I did superheroes. I mean, I, I aberrant and, uh, and Banjax are kind of my take on superhero books, even though they're fucking bonkers, you know, I mean, Marvel would never let me write those <laughs> books, but, but a, a way to look at it, aberrant was kind of my captain America book and, uh, and Banjax was kind of my Batman book. Right. Um, but, yeah. but again, on crack, on steroids, on like completely fucking <laughs> twisted. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I kind of did that. I got it out of my system. That was my way of processing, you know, 30 plus years of comic reading or something like that. And now I'm kind of off to different things. And so, you know, the Peacekeepers is about as far left to center in, in comics as you can uh, as you can imagine. I mean, for, for those who the listeners who don't know who missed the Peacekeepers, uh, it's a Fargo-esque crime drama, um, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, kind of a, a twisted uh, bank robbery, uh, police procedural, um, uh, and um, you don't see a lot of, you know, Fargo West crime dramas in comics. And it's like it's it's no. it's very slow, and it's about character development and 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 quirks and the character of this weird Northern Michigan community. Um, and uh, you know, there is action in it, um, and and things really ramp up when they need to. You know, I mean, the, it, it starts out with. Uh, with bank robbers blasting through a door and sticking guns in people's yeah. faces and, and kicking their way into a vault. And, and so there is that element, but really it is kind of this like, you know, really interesting kind of slow character drama, you know? Um, well, it's, it's, it's paced exactly the way it needs to yeah. be told. I mean, if you sped it up or slowed it down and it wouldn't be, it just wouldn't feel right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's right where it needs to be for sure. As soon as, you know, it's, you know, you get a couple pages of dialogue, bam, wrestling, yeah. you know, so it's, it, 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 it's beautiful, man. Um, yeah, yeah. so this is, uh, this is actually based on a true story, right? Uh, oh, I mean, that's oh, what it oh, says oh, in the oh, beginning. Oh, the peacekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, um, inspired by a, 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 a true story in a number of ways. I mean, I, um, you know, it's it's more, um, you know, it's it, it, it's funny. I mean, if, if you're going to put me on the spot, there's a, um, you know, there is there is an effect. Uh, the the book starts out with with a uh, uh, like a title card, basically, like this is based on mm-hmm. true events. You know, um, uh, I forget exactly what it says, but the. Um, uh, you know, the, the names have been changed to protect the innocent or something like that. But, uh, but everything else has been told. The respect for the dead, the rest has been told exactly as it occurred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so there is a weight that, that, that sort of comes with the rest of the story when you started out with a, uh, a, a disclaimer like that. And, um, and, um, you know, uh, to a degree that that's absolutely the case, you know, um, uh, I'm taking some liberties. I mean, it's more about, it's more about you know, there is something exactly like this that occurred. And I heard it about I heard about it a lot. And I knew it was an interesting story. Um, I knew it was going to be an interesting story uh, with all the stuff I heard. And um, but, you know, I'm a writer, I create stuff for a living, right. And so the more I kind of heard bits and pieces of it, the more my imagination spun and twisted and created this like grand, interesting thing in my head. And, um, you know, and so I was very careful about doing the research into the actual case. I mean, you know, for, for, for a number of reasons, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to pervert anyone's actual story, but it was like, at some point I guess it got to where it's like, okay, well, you know, the, the actual story cannot possibly live up to what's in my mind right now. Um, uh, and so, and so, let me run with this a little bit more. And so, there was that tug of war happening. Um, so, inspired by is uh, rather than based on is is maybe a, a better way to put it. Um, but um, but you know, it was a. I mean, the Peacekeepers to a certain degree is 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 like a story I lived. I didn't live this like murder mystery. I mean, for again, for the for the uninitiated, basically, like uh, um, you know, they're, they're these bank robbers that are terror- terrorizing a, a northern Michigan community. Um, and a, uh, a, a, a sheriff's department deputy ends up dead. And, um, and, uh, you know, it's about the, uh, it's about the community dealing with that, um, with dealing with, you know, a father, a son, their brother, this person who, you know, it's a, it's like a 600 person town or something like that. So when, when one of them dies, particularly in a grand fashion, it becomes this huge deal. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, but then also, um, you know, these cops, uh, you know, who, who lost a brother trying to uh, trying to deal with that, but then hunt down the person responsible who ends up being like, you know, uh, it's a really interesting twist who's responsible for it. Um, and um, and so, uh, you know, I when I graduated college, um, you know, I. I I always I, I grew up in Detroit proper, so my 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 experience growing up was was very different. Um, but there was this thing called up north, um, where if you okay. if you lived in Michigan, like a lot of people had, you know, like a vacation home up north, or or if they wanted to get away, they went you know to a cabin up north. Um, gotcha. I was a poor kid from Detroit. I, I didn't get to go up north too often, but every once in a while, you know, uh, if I had the right friend, I'd get to go up north and you'd go up and there were these like tiny podunk towns again with, you know, a couple of hundred people on them. And, and it was just a different way of life. And, you know, I, I grew up in a concrete jungle. I grew up in a housing project in Detroit. So this was like so weird and foreign and, you know, it's like the fucking country. Um, but when I graduated, uh, when I graduated college, uh, my dad and my stepmom moved to Crossville, Tennessee, which is in the mountains of Tennessee. 
and it's halfway between uh, Nashville and Knoxville. And it is, um, I think it's statistically the least diverse county in the, uh, in the United States. Um, okay. And, uh, and, you know, again, it's like, it's, it, it's just a different place. I mean, and, and, and it's, you know, the values are different and the relationships are different. And, you know, my, one of my first experiences there, um, my, my sister, you know, who, again, who kind of grew up like I did, um, she, um, she was dating at that point, the toughest guy in town, you know, uh, gotcha, uh, gotcha, okay. you know, who was, uh, you know, wasn't afraid to throw in his fists and, uh, you know, was kind of the unofficial mayor of this place and, you know, really interesting guy and they ended up getting married and they've been together for years now and he's awesome. But, um, gotcha. one of my first experiences there was he took me turtle shooting um turtle shooting. turtle shooting and so um what all right all right you gotta tell me about turtle shooting <laughs> i knew that you you really are the most interesting i say this every time the most interesting man on the planet yeah turtle shooting. yeah so turtle shooting is so um you know so they uh the measure of a man in a place like this is how much land you own you know you you, you earn money you gain money you don't buy stocks and you know and 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 make big investments like that you buy up land right um, and so, uh, you know, the measure of a man, how much land do you own? What, what land do you own? Um, and so this guy owns a lot of land and, but you have all this land, what the fuck are you going to do with it? Right. Sometimes you, you build a house on it, you run it out to somebody, some of the, the workers coming through or, um, whatever, like at some point you sell it to Walmart for big bucks or, you know, there, there, uh, you, you had the loggers come on and, and you get money for the trees, but a lot of it just sits around. And so you have all this, you have all this land. Well, they'll build these big man-made ponds, right? Um, and it, and it, 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 it's like an art uh, and it becomes a competitive thing, like Midwesterners and their lawns, like who can have the nicest lawn, you know, and who takes the best all care right. of the lawn. And so, so that, you know, so they get this machinery and they build these big man-made ponds. They, uh, they spend tons of money trucking huge rocks in and they build a dock and then they spend tens of thousands of dollars, like stocking the ponds with, uh, with, with fish, right? And so the thing to do on a weekend, you get a case of beer and you go out and you, you, you fish. It's awesome. Um, That's a great Saturday afternoon. Um, But for a couple of months every year, it is snapping turtle mating season. And I don't know if you've ever seen like a proper snapping turtle, but they're like, you know, they're like, they're, they're massive. They they look prehistoric. Yeah. They're, they're like fucking dinosaurs. They're, they're this big around. And, um, and so during this season, Snapping turtles will kind of restlessly and they'll travel like hundreds of miles from like from pond to pond to pond trying to mate. Um, uh, but the, um, you know, the problem is, you know, I mean, they're they're carnivores like and they're awful. They're terrible. Like if your pond gets snapping yes. turtles, it's like your pond having cancer. And so you've spent tens of thousands of dollars stocking uh, this pond with fish. They'll come in and in a couple of days. They'll kill every fish in the uh, in the pond. Um, they'll kill geese. They'll like bite dogs' noses off. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and so during snapping turtle mating season, the thing to do is to get a 20, get your case of beer, leave the fishing pole at home, instead grab a 22 with the scope and you take it down to the, uh, the, the, the pond and you stare out through the scope, you take turns and you look for, you know, a head about this big to pop up out of the water. <laughs> and when it does, oh, okay. <laughs> you lock that scope on it and you try and blow it off. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, just, just, uh, it was, you know, again, I grew up, I was a kid in, in a, a housing project in Detroit. I'd never had a fucking experience like that in my life. And yeah, I mean, how, yeah, how, how could you, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, it's funny. I, I kind of relate to that in a way. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't go shoot to hunt my snapping turtles, but I was taken down to some 
Podunk, uh, Arkansas pond, yep. you know, and the guy's like, hey man, we could fish here all we want. The rule is if we catch any snapping turtles, gotta kill them. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I brought in this 90-pound fish, and no, it's a 75-pound snapping turtle, and yeah. yeah, no, I mean, we we had to kill yeah. it. So, I mean, that was the rule. So, yeah, I know, but we didn't have a gun, though. We had to use a pocket knife. Yeah, and, or drop a rock on uh, it, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 no, it was, it was rough, man, but no, I know, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, it, it, I, I can relate, yeah. especially being a city boy, well, you don't, you don't have to fucking expect that. No, and, and it's, I'm, you know, I'm a, um, I mean, we, we've talked about it before, but I'm a, you know, I'm a, an ordained Soto Zen Buddhist monk, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a good Buddhist, I don't like to kill anything, you know, I, I don't even like to fish, because, I mean, I, you can, you know, again, like, I, I eat meat, so, so, you know, mm -hmm. if we're gonna eat the fish, then, then I'm okay with it, but it's difficult for me but i don't like killing anything um and so you know to tell you the truth um you know i uh i i you know i i i missed all of the turtles i shot at and it might not have been an accident however um you know the point was like having this it was this <laughs> cultural experience it was this different world it was like uh you know different people with different values and different relationships to each other and and uh uh, you know, a different, um, a different take on like what made for an awesome Saturday night and, uh, or, or Saturday afternoon. And, and, and it was awesome, you know? And, and so I was just so interested in this world that, um, you know, I, I, I knew for years that I had to kind of set something in, in this world. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I've written, I've written dozens of, 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 of you know, of, of police stories in my, in my days in Hollywood. And um, I've never, Hollywood would never let me set one in this world. And so that's the beauty of comics was like, okay, well, I found this amazing world that I fell in love with these characters that I fell in love with. And so then how do I come in and set like a pretty badass action story that's going to, you know, appeal to a comics crowd. Um, and so it was a lovely marriage and like, and you know, the, the story of the jump is not much different uh, uh, where again, I've, I mean, I've told, you know, I've, I've written a dozen paranoid thrillers in my, in my day, um, but never in a world like the jump. Um, and with the jump, I didn't pick that randomly. You know, I mean, it, it, it would have been easy for me just to be like, oh, astral projection sounds cool. Let me let me read some, uh, you know, let me read some Wikipedia articles about it. Um, right. You know, listen to a couple of Joe Rogan podcasts or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does, does, does Joe hit on astral projection? Oh, I don't know. I would imagine yeah, yeah. at some point in time. Yeah. I mean. No, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me because I mean, that, you know, that, that guy, that guy, you know, he swims in some interesting waters sometimes. But, um, yeah. but, 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 yeah. I mean, it's um, you know, that that's what qualifies for research for a lot of people. But it's like, but it, it's something that I learned in Hollywood right off the bat is that, um, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna write a world, I go all in. Like um, the the script that I, I I write a lot of my my film and TV stuff with a partner. And the script that broke us as a writing team uh, was this, um, it was a script about a war between Russian and Armenian uh, mobsters in, uh, in Los Angeles. Um, okay. And again, like we didn't, you know, we didn't read a book or, or start making stuff up. Like we went into the fucking world. You know what I'm saying? We had, uh, we had a couple of contacts and they, and they introduced us to people. And so we like, spent a week in an armenian contraband house we uh uh so we had someone introduce us to a, a a russian bookie who like you know who we we, we yeah. would just go and spend like friday nights with and we're, when he's playing cards did, with his friends and go oh, god did you have to were you did you feel forced to place any bets with a russian bookie? <laughs> i mean did, did you, i mean did, did you feel any pressure at all like if like you had to do something to, i mean i don't know i mean uh, yeah well what was that like? yeah I, I i i don't know i mean they were pretty um they were pretty 
laid back. I mean, they they love the idea that like the Hollywood types were kind of creeping around. Um, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, okay. the the betting thing was funny because the bookie we hung out with had this. He was absolutely convinced that the NFL was fixed. That there was this like uh, I'm I'm right there with them. Yeah, there was this there was this grand conspiracy between like Vegas and NFL management and the referees, and like and he was trying to get us to write a movie about that. He's like he's like don't don't worry about this mm. this uh, you know this gang war stuff that you're you're dealing with. Like this is where this is where the real movie is. And he's like don't focus on our shit. Focus on some other <laughs> shit is what he's <laughs> no. But he had like he had like years of like statistics written down. And he's like look but, you know the line gets here and then it moves. That's because you know the NFL the Vegas called the NFL and said we need this to do uh, we need this to happen. And then the NFL called down to the the field and told the referee you got to do this. And if you go back to this game. The call should have been like this, but it was like this, and and I mean, he, it was this, it was this beautiful mind style okay. conspiracy. So it, it was awesome. But but again, the point is, like, we went into the world, we got to know these people, and so when when people read the script, they're like, you know, well, I mean, they've read a lot of like gangster scripts, but it was like, wow, this is like you can, you know, you, you can like run your finger on it and like feel the dust, and like you know, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so I've tried to do that um, in, in every case, and so the, the way the jump came to life, um, the way I decided on on astral projection is, um, you know, sometimes, uh, Fabio and I, the artist on the jump, uh, Fabio was also the artist on, on Banjax. My, it was my last book that, uh, was in a comic shop, uh, this superhero noir, um, that was nominated for four Ringle awards. Right. And, uh, was nominated for best series, uh, alongside bitter root and, um, something's killing the children. And Fabio was nominated for best cover artist on it. Um, but we finished up Banjax and, you know, we were trying to decide when you have a guy like Fabio in your pocket, you don't want to let him go. (laughs) So, so you try to get him on the next project as quickly as possible. And so, I mean, I have 10 things I could have sent him, uh, uh, that, that I want to do, but I think sometimes the best thing you can do for an artist, certainly, but also for yourself is just to go to the artist and be like, Hey man, what do you want to draw? What are you going to be excited about? Like, what are you going to fucking bring the heat on? Um, and usually when you ask an artist that it's, it's very vague or, or it's, they kind of hem and haw. It's like, Oh, you know, uh, some fantasy would be, I wouldn't mind drawing a dragon or, you know, dude, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. I wouldn't mind drawing a dragon. Yeah. 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 And that's not much of a sandbox to play in, but, but Fabio had this thing in the holster, man. Um, and, and he didn't know, he didn't know what it was, but he, he knew the world. He was just like, look at this. And, and, and the reason he chose astral projection is again, not because he had, he had, you know, read a couple of, uh, Wikipedia articles or something like that. <laughs> um, astral, uh, uh, the jump is about this online community uh, is about this guy getting sucked into this online community of, of astral projectors. And this online community actually exists. Um, you, you can go on YouTube and, 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 and see kind of some of the, the, you know, the, the threads of it. And then it goes much deeper. Uh, you know, it goes on to Reddit and it goes on to boards that mm. people don't know about. And it, it goes on to, you know, Zoom meetings and stuff like that. And um, and Fabio has for years been a part of this online community. And he and he is an no he's an active astral projector. Like he'll he'll. Um, no shit. Yeah, he will. You know, he will email me um, uh, from time to time and be like, you know, hey, hey, Ryland, did you you know, did, did you see me last night? I, I visited you. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> and i don't want to get too much into that stuff uh uh you know that's probably for another podcast but um 
but you know this is this is something that Fabio does that he's passionate about and it's this world it's this world that's really interesting so Fabio took me by the hand and pulled me into this world and introduced me to this person and that person and 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 I I experienced this shit firsthand and I talked to people who have been doing it for decades and the people who teach other people how to do it and um and found out what you know was possible in this world um and uh and I again fell in love with the world first and knew that I had to do something in this world, you know, but then it, it, it becomes, okay, well, what kind of story am I going to set in this world? You could set a million stories in this world, but what am I going to do? And of course, like, you know, I'm a guy who, uh, you know, <laughs> who is pretty damn good at writing paranoid thrillers. And so, um, mm. uh, I thought that this was a, you know, pretty amazing place to set one. Um, and so, so that was how this thing started. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've had so much fun doing it. I think it's pretty fucking amazing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hard on my work. Uh, but, but I, you know, I think this one's a home run. I, I agree. I agree, man. I, I vouch for this all day. I mean, I, I, I remember, I really do remember going through and reading this the first time and just being absolutely blown away. But to know this actually comes from experience, just, I mean, it takes it to a whole new, a whole new level. I mean, Jesus, man. Uh, I don't. I can't say I've ever met or even known of an astral projector. You know, I mean, I've heard of astral projecting, but to to you know actually be in somebody that's conversed with somebody that says, "Hey, man, you know, I was in your room last night, bro," or "I was, I was, I was there while you're eating your dinner," yeah. or whatever the the, yeah. the circumstance may have been. I, I mean, yeah, it's a, I went to the fucking moon uh, yesterday. Yeah, I went to the moon. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. That's uh. Yep. Oh man, I, I, that's that's something I. Y you have me wanting to go down a rabbit hole now for sure. I mean, to me, this was just a, a fun comic story, but to know this is a, an actual real world that people exist in, mm -hmm. not just want to exist in, do exist in. Yeah, that's that, that's amazing, man. It, it, it takes us to a whole whole nother level. So, um, it's currently on Kickstarter now. You're kicking ass on Kickstarter, this issue too. Um, what, what, what could you tell us about this Kickstarter, man? You said you have all types of goodies lined up like you normally do. Are you doing the, um, uh, the, the, the tier that you normally do where you allow somebody to come on and do a Zoom session or a Skype session with you and you get to tell them how to be amazing? <laughs> yeah, 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 there's, there's <laughs> plenty of that stuff. Um, but, but yeah, the, 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 I mean, that tier is always very popular. Yeah, we do this, um, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a hundred dollars. You get all four covers of the comic, um, and you get you know all the other goodies. I mean, everybody that pledges gets issue one of Aberrant, issue one of Banjax, uh, a mini preview of the Peacekeepers. So you start out getting kind of four comics for one pledge, but then once we reach our 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 funding goal, and we're very close right now. I mean, we're eighty five percent of the way there at this point, or something like that. It'll happen very soon. Then our bonus digital extravaganza kicks in. So you get another whatever, 12, 15 comics, whatever that ends up being. So you end up with like 20 plus comics for one pledge right off the bat uh, and, and all that stuff. But then, um, but then you get all four covers uh, of the issue. Again, we have great covers and then you get this one-on-one -on -one Skype session uh, uh, with me. And um, yeah, that's kind of anything goes. And uh, you know, if you, um, you set the agenda. And so if you want a, I mean, obviously, like, um, you know, I've been writing comics for a good long while now, have been, you know, uh, won a Ringo Award, have been nominated for a bunch of others, uh, been writing in uh, in Hollywood for 16 years now, and I've written uh, for J.J. Abrams and Ridley Scott and John Woo and Luke Besson and, uh, and, and Justin Lin and on and on and on. Um, and so, yeah, it's like... Um, 
there are a lot of people out there that they want to break into comics. They want to break, you know, break into Hollywood. They don't know how. Um, and so if you want a comic book how to, you want a, uh, um, you know, a critique of your, uh, your TV series pitch of your comic pitch. If you, um, you know, you just want to talk through getting your first book made. I do a, a ton of how to, uh, uh, panels at, at cons where I kind of, uh, you know, help people, uh, figure out how to get their first, uh, uh, you know, book drawn, printed, uh, in a comic shop, all that stuff. So, um, it ends up being a, a you set the agenda thing. And, um, yeah, they've been, you know, they've been really kind of successful i mean i think like um they've been useful to a lot of people you know uh um we, we were on this show and i put um i put these up for auction when they were doing uh creators for comics on twitter right um mm-hmm. and uh you know i think we sold six or seven of them then and uh and, and some of those people are starting to get their their comics in shops now so that's so awesome man see i mean i and that's that's why i bring this up too because i had my buddy lewis come and yeah. talk to you and Good guy. you know he yeah, he 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 really is, and to this day, he still thanks me for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, by for hooking you guys up, and um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing his comic in a shop too. I know he's hard at work, so yeah, yeah, he's doing good stuff. Yeah, no, it, yeah, no, he's it, it, my, like I said, I wanted to bring this up because it, it really it, you're not just some guy saying, hey, man, I'm going to show you how to make comics. Come through this alley, you know? No, no, no. You, I mean, you have the rap sheet to to, to prove that you you do know exactly what you're doing. And more than anything, you do it because you want to. Um, you're not a comic book artist that wants to get his movie on. The, no, no, you're, you, you've already done the thing that a lot of comic book artists are striving to do. Now you're just having fun with the shit that, you know, they're not allowing right now. And that's what it is. You're just having fun and um, getting some people, some Ringos. And, I mean, you're, you're doing it because you really do love this, this medium. And you don't have to. I mean, I could see it. I could, I, I could tell. It's a, it, so, yeah, it's creative therapy for me. Uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I think I was, you know, after about a dozen years of writing in Hollywood, I was kind of being driven mad by doing the same thing over and over again. And so I needed this, you know, writing, writing comics kind of saved me creatively. Um, and, and the, you know, the, the sort of ironic part is that um, writing comics has kind of reinvigorated my, my film and TV career. Um, you know, I'm, uh, yeah. um, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off right now because I am, uh, I am next week bringing a, a TV show into, to, to a studio. Um, no, and, no. you know, we already have three actors attached to it and, and, you know, that that's half the battle most of the time. And so, you know, it's looking really good. And, and, um, but this is a project that, um, you know, it's a, it's a heist thing. And, um, and I, you know, I got hired to write it and, um, you know, I mean, I've written, again, I've written a dozen heist things in my, in my lifetime and I'm very good at, I can do them in my sleep, you know? Uh, and I easily could have come in and just written another heist thing and, cashed a check but it probably wouldn't have got made and we we wouldn't be where we're at now we wouldn't have the actors attached to it and we wouldn't be going into studio and all this stuff um but you know i sat down to write it and i wasn't feeling inspired and i was like you know all that crazy shit that i'm doing in comics right now where um you know i'm i'm playing with point of view and unreliable narrators and telling the story out of order and and all that crazy experimental shit that I that I do in comics. What if I just did it here? You know, what if I just said fuck it and just threw everything against the wall? Just just used all my tools. Like it's been working in comics. Let me try it here. And so I did it, and I didn't tell anybody about it. I just did it, and I turned it in. And um, it took them a little bit longer, the producers a little bit longer to kind of process it than normal. Right. And I was a little bit worried. 
<laughs> and then they and then they they put this big phone call together where they're they're bringing in everyone involved and and I, I you know I I still don't know how they're they're reacting to it and um and we get on and they're and they're like we read it and there's a long pause that's not the tone you yeah <laughs> and they're like and we fucking love it they're like all this crazy shit no you're shit. doing go back and do more of it <laughs> and so no and so uh and so it really kind of invigorated this thing and um and so there's um it, it's funny it's like hollywood doesn't they don't always know what they want you know they say eh, we don't mm -hmm. want any of this shit and 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 you know then you get kind of scared to do it and a lot of times when you do it people don't understand it or whatever but it's like you know sometimes you you take a big swing like that and it works and and uh yeah, you got to take a big swing to get something up on a, a screen or, or, you know, on a TV or something like that. And so, um, so yeah, it's kind of, I mean, there's a way to look at it where, uh, you know, comics have kind of saved me creatively and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But, but yeah, I mean the, um, you know, in terms of kind of, you know, helping others out is like, um, I mean, five, six years ago, I was a guy sitting, you know, in a crowd at a con panel trying to figure out how to do this. Right. Um, and, I sat in a ton of those panels and I, you know, a lot of workshops and stuff like that. And I got some good information and I got a lot of shitty information. Um, and it, it, it was a battle trying to get all of the right information together to, uh, to, to, to figure out how to proceed. Right. And, and the problem is like the ground shifts constantly. And so the, the information mm -hmm. changes and needs to be updated you know, every, uh, every couple of months. And so, um, so once I kind of had all the right information, and I was able to kind of get Aberrant together and get it into a comic shop and get it nominated for a Ringo Award and have it win a Ringo Award. Once I had all the information, it felt like irresponsible and um, and selfish to kind of keep a hold of it. And so I thought that I kind of owed it to the community to sort of pay it forward, right? And so um, and so that's kind of been one of my you know my quests, I guess, ever since I kind of got started is um you know uh every every con i do i'm 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 putting up a panel two panels three panels these i do these how-to panels um and you know the the and and I, I you know i get all my friends i get the david peposes and the charlie stickneys and uh and the david avalonis together and um and just you know these are people with a shit ton of knowledge you know charlie stickney is the co-publisher at scout comics uh david pepos is is you know he's gonna be writing for marvel in two years and he's been written he's been nominated for 100 ringos and you know uh, um and he's breaking sales records over at aftershock and um you know these are incredible people and um and so they have a lot of knowledge to give and they really inspire people and so the most rewarding thing again is um you know there were there were people who were in my panels four years ago um who who walked up to me afterward and showed me like art on a on an ipad and and we're like hey so i have this thing that i'm kind of noodling on um what do i do with it how do i you know how do i get from here to there um and we would kind of strike up a friendship i'd give them a little advice i first thing i do is hand them a card my email address and so this email relationship uh starts and then uh and they send me this and i give them some comments and then uh i put them in touch with this person and they're like hey do you know a letterer who can work for this much and i you know, that, this, that, and the other thing, I just help where I can, you know, um, uh, and, um, but then the rewarding thing now is that, you know, a few years later, these people now have, um, uh, you know, books and comic shops, you know, uh, Dark Horse is releasing mm -hmm. this guy's book, uh, this girl is nominated for a Ringo Award, um, uh, and, um, and that's awesome, you know, and, 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 and I, you know, um, you know, 
I, I'm not taking credit for that. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I played some minor role in it. Um, it takes, you were a catalyst for sure. There's well, no doubt. It takes it. a village. You know what I'm saying? It was like the only reason, yes. the only reason I'm, I, I'm where I'm at is because a dozen people or two dozen people stepped up and helped me in some small way. You know, when I needed, um, you know, I needed the needle to move an inch and, the, and this person helped me. And so if I can help people with an inch here and there, it's it's my responsibility there's there, there, my you know I, I need to clear my ledger i still owe a debt to the comics community to like the, the ecosystem and so you know and, and so that's what this is about um um you know we 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 all help each other here we all lift each other up and so um you try to do that as much as you can you know well uh, I, it, it's so awesome to see that and i i know firsthand a lot of people are extremely extremely grateful for it like steven peros was just on not too long ago and um, we came on. We talked about. We talked about Monster Matador like a motherfucker, man. I wasn't Stephen about Prince. Monster yeah, 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 yeah. Or Stephen yeah, Prince. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because Peros was on too, right? Uh, um, yeah, Stephen yeah, Peros was, was just was on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're both friends. They're both named Stephen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they both took yep. great books. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah uh, Stephen Prince. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, man. He was. He. He. he Oh, man, he went on and on about how, you know, if it wasn't for your encouragement and all of this other stuff, you know, it's, I mean, I got you the, one of the, let's see, the, the Banjax, um, yeah, yeah. pop culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that yeah, man. Oh, dude, I love that's it. my shit right there. I, I have a few copies of this now, man. Um, but the, my first opportunity to get, well, actually, no, my second opportunity to get it was, uh, through the Stephen Prince campaign yeah, because yeah. you put up your book and they said, Hey man, back in this, you know, next few backers get a copy i mean yeah. how could i pass up on that yeah, yeah. so it, yeah it, no the, people are very very grateful for what you're doing so know that i don't I'm, I'm sure they'll tell you thank you all the time but you you you're playing a huge part in this in this community in really just a short amount of time man you haven't been really making comics for very long uh what like three or four i mean banjax is what like three and a half years ago four years ago maybe uh aberrant aberrant was about four years ago oh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 and then banjax came uh came later and uh but but yeah yeah it hasn't been too long um it's been no. a, yeah yeah it's weird it was like i um yeah i mean i started doing panels like a few years before that even you know because i was like i was i was in the trenches of actually getting the books made back then, you know, that are, that, that are still coming out. And so there was a lot of that. And so, um, yeah, so to a certain degree, it was a little bit longer, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it hasn't, it's, it's been a drop in the bucket comparatively, you know, I mean, when I've been, you consider I've been writing in Hollywood for 16 years and, um, and you know, how long some of these people, but, but yeah, I'm still, um, yeah, still, uh, I guess still earning my stripes to a certain degree, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't think about it too much. I just, I think about the next step, you know, <laughs> it's like a shark. Like that's the way to be. Yeah. Um, but, but it is cool when, um, it's good when someone like you says, Hey, like, Hey, stop for a second and look back. Like, uh, you know, um, this is, this has been a pretty amazing ride because, um, I don't do that enough. I don't stop and smell the flowers and appreciate, uh, uh, what's happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, the I don't think a lot of uh, workhorses really do, man. Um, I, 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 I have to remind people quite often, you know, because that's what the fuck we do. You know, you just you keep moving. If you if you spend too much time looking back, then it's hard to move forward. So yeah, no, I I understand that, but at the same time, just know, man, just know we're we're appreciating what the hell you're doing in this industry in such a small amount of time. You're you're rocking the boat. I mean, to the point where your comics are maybe could potentially be changing what the fuck we're seeing on TV. 
You know, maybe we're gonna start seeing something different for a goddamn change. You know, I'm so it's uh, is it, I, I I call all TV almost trash TV now, just because it's just so repetitive. You know, and whether it's the Kardashians or whatever, it's like fuck. We've seen this shit. We've seen this shit. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, knowing that 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 Ryland's getting some some executives to to start maybe putting their nose down a little bit instead of sticking it up. This this is exciting shit, man. This this proves the, the the worth and the value of this industry too. Comics, you know. You say now you can't make a movie unless it's based off a fucking comic. Now, that's uh I mean that as a comic lover, that it's awesome to hear. But as you know, an entertainment consumer, Jesus Christ, man. Not everything. Not everybody wants to make. Not everybody is cool with being broke as a comic book creator. Yeah. You know, and that's uh I don't know, man. It's it, it's it really is appreciated, Ryland. Oh, and you know what? I, I I say your name out loud, and it's something that you say every time, and you're gonna probably say it at the end of the show. You say it's hard to, you've got a funny name, Ryland. You, you you bring that up. I just learned the other day, the bad uncle that I am. I have a distant nephew, okay. same name, man. Oh Ryland. wow, really, yeah, Ryland? You're not the only one. Bro. So it's it's, oh, it's so it's R Y L E N D or is it A N D? Yep. It's it's E N D. Wow, wow. Where do they even hear that name? I fuck if I know. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I, I, I was I was picking up my uh, my my brother and he's like, oh yeah, your nephew Ryland. I'm like, my nephew Ryland. How the fuck do you know Ryland? Yeah. I'm, I immediately went to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't fucking know. It'd Ryland, be pretty right? interesting if you were my nephew. So uh, if I was your nephew, so, <laughs> that, that, that would that, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be a proud uncle. I tell you. I don't know how that works, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, no, I, I, I just saying your name out loud. I, I had to I had to throw that out there. Um, there are other but, uh, wow, there are. There are. Um, man, uh, you're spawning a generation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Re- <laughs> going to be plenty more named after this guy right here. Damn straight, uh, man. Damn, damn straight. Rylan Grant, the guy that did Peacekeepers and Jump. Like That's that's what it's going to be now. Um, uh, no, I, uh, I, I am so excited for everything you have coming out, man. I was just reading Peacekeepers again just reminded me of how much I loved it the first time. I mean, there's so many just subtle things thrown in here. Um, I... I you're the master of, you know, homaging certain. <laughs> um, did it, was Boondock Saints playing in your head a little bit during the, the, the Peacekeepers? Because I know the, 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 the recreation scenes were, uh, of the, the, the crime scenes were, were pretty fucking amazing. It brought me back to Willem Dafoe. Oh, did it? Just killing yeah. it. Yeah, no, a little it, bit. You know, Boondock Saints is, is like a hole in my game. I know a lot of people love it. Um, it, it was never one that I went all in on. So, so no. So, so if there's, uh, if there are similarities, they are, um, uh, you know, it's a a happy coincidence, I guess. Um, well, I mean, it's my favorite thing about, I mean, I, 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 I'm one of those people. I agree. Boondock Saints is, it's not a good mm -hmm. movie. It makes no fucking sense, but it, but at the same time, it's, it's entertaining and mostly just because of there's certain scenes with Willem Dafoe in there and you know, the way he recreates his scenes, it's just, yeah. The, the, the crime scene, I don't know. So I, I'm feeling that in here. I mean, obviously, it wasn't identical, but I, I don't know. I sensed it, so I could see a little bit of a... I don't know, man. There, there, there's just so much to this. I, I, I'm trying to pick out all the, the, the subtle... Um, oh, shit. I don't know. There, there's just so much to go through in these two issues. You just you, you really throw them in there. Um, I, you, you give us a lot to love is what I'm trying to say, man. You give us a lot to love. Um... Man, right. Uh, what else can we say about this? Uh, the the jump to Kickstarter. What else can we say about that before I have to let you? Go? Um. Well. Uh. God. Uh, I mean, you know, pl- plenty of great tears. I mean, it's um. Uh. It's something we always try to do with these these Kickstarter campaigns. Is I mean, there's there's such a 
there's such an interesting opportunity on Kickstarter to kind of interact uh, uh, in a very meaningful way with the the backers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I have for a few years now, obviously put uh, comics out in comic shops, and it can be kind of like screaming into the the Grand Canyon. You put them out, you don't really hear much back. Like people hit you up on Twitter or whatever, and every once in a while, you you know you you see people at at cons and stuff like that, and that's nice. But it's not <clears throat> it's not immediate and never present, like uh you know with with kickstarter it's you know as soon as someone backs the campaign there is an interaction with them that that is just constant and and in this give and take and you know it's almost like um and they are literally bringing the book together right the book does not exist without them backing it and and getting it across the finish line and so that's uh you know it's a a relationship that i take very seriously and 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 uh you know and also it's like you know you, you you go to a comic shop you can get you can get a floppy like a cheaply made floppy for four bucks or whatever. Right. It's like when people come onto Kickstarter, um, you know, they are, they're paying for a premium experience. And so, uh, and that's, that's, that's what you're getting with these books too, man. Like these things are Marvel needs to take some goddamn notes from, from these Kickstarter campaigns because the, the, the quality of the, the, the physical quality of the product that you're putting out is just, outstanding it's a yeah it's a it's out of this world i mean we 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 make sure that you're getting a cadillac of a book you know um uh i mean the first thing we do is um you know we went to uh we went to comic impressions which is this uh this great printer uh down in florida um they print all of scout's comics uh books so we have a a professional grade quality printer and we just went with um you know the highest quality materials across the board you know you have a uh you know a a hundred pound glossy cover um uh you know uh uh 80 pound stock inside um uh it's just it's just a beautiful gorgeous book when you hold it in your hands um with the peacekeepers you know we actually did a perfect bound book so it almost um you know it has a, has a spine with the title on the side of it and it's oh, yeah. yeah it's almost like a trade paperback or something like that and uh and we went with a nice matte finish on that, that that i think is pretty gorgeous and um you know again i i want these things almost to be like um you know like display items you know prestige items it's not some cheap like floppy that you're just going to cram into a bag and a board and toss aside. It's like a piece of art. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, the jump, the peacekeepers, they may eventually have a life, uh, in a comic shop, uh, down the road, but, um, anything you get on Kickstarter, you'll, you'll never be able to get anywhere else again. So all the covers are exclusive and limited to Kickstarter. And so, you know, um, I mean, there's a huge collector's market and collectors are, are crazy about variants and hard to get items. And, um, you know, you see people paying thousands of dollars for, uh, a manufacturer. Um, uh, I mean, for, you know, comic shop, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, exclusives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when, when image eventually publishes the jump or whatever, like, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you, you, you've, you've seen it with, with, uh, with Kanto, right. Uh, uh, uh David Boer's, oh. uh, uh, comic, like oh, the, 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 moment that got picked up, uh, uh, for a movie, like collectors went berserk for it and they're, they're paying like thousands of dollars for a uh, graded issue ones. Um, yeah, I, I pulled mine out just to, just to take a look. I'm like, Oh, what kind of copy <laughs> am I looking at here? And uh, no, I mean, I, yeah. I'm one of the 6,238 Kanto owners out there, man. I mean, it, the, the, you're absolutely right. The collector's market is 
insane. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. People go berserk, and so I just want to make sure that you know, if and when that happens, that we're in a, um, you know, we're, we're in a position that we're where our our collectors, our backers, own something that's that's extremely limited. You know, like you know, there are people out there with one of fifty covers, and 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 you know, that are going to be really special when when hopefully this this thing really takes off. And um, you know, the the news we got recently is that uh, uh, William Morris Endeavor, which is you know. Uh, one of the biggest agencies in the world, and certainly the the best agency at, at dealing with these comic book stuffs, uh, they are repping um, the the jump property, and so um, and so oh, so, and, and you know, of course, with um, you know, I, I I have I have a movie coming out in uh, in October, um, uh, big sci fi joint, and um, you know, I have this TV series on the two yard line, so a a, a uh, you know, I have Aberrant in development with Tony Kranz as a TV show, and so. Um, uh, you know, this, the, the, this, the, it may not be far off, uh, uh, this thing going into hyperspace. So let's cross our fingers and hope, you know, um, uh, so, so a lot of limited stuff, but then, um, you know, but then, uh, uh, so much stuff that you would never be able to get anywhere else. I, I just want to make sure it's, um, you know, we have, we have original art tiers. Um, Dude, no. these, these trading cards, man, these trading cards are so fucking quality. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, oh, they're, they're <laughs> the, the toilet bowl type yeah yeah the, I mean, the garbage is, bail uh, kid yeah yeah I, yep. yeah yeah it, it, this I, I don't know if this is great radio but but yeah the uh on the last kickstarter campaign we started the rylan grant verse trading card series uh <laughs> uh that, they were just given for free as a uh as a um uh, uh a stretch goal uh reward and so um for every campaign we're doing three new ones um, and the idea is to kind of build the set out, you know, over the course of, uh, of the years into something kind of big and bad and crazy and fun. Um, if you told me when I was 10 years old that I would be making my own trading card set, I probably would have shat my pants. Like, uh, um, so, so fucking awesome. So it's like, we're, you know, we do three per campaign. The, the first thing we did was we took, um, uh, um, we did, a uh, we took Lance Cordry from Aberrant, who was the, um, that was the, the villain for whom we won the best villain Ringo award um mm -hmm. and we did a uh a, a parody a send-up of the um a lot of people remember this the there was this billy ripkin <clears throat> uh baseball card in the 90s uh that fleer made where his um uh his teammates wrote fuck face on the bottom of his bat um uh uh, uh during the the photo shoot and and so it's just it just on the bottom of the bat it says fuck face um oh my and, god uh, and awesome. and um and and nobody noticed it and so the the card actually went into packs and kids were getting this thing and then somebody somebody eventually like realized what had happened and they they halted the presses and blah 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 but some of these got out there and they became like the most sought after collectible you know uh, I, on the you know that in the uh, history of, of 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 the planet uh at that point um and i actually have one of them on my wall like and uh, no shit yeah i don't know how it's yeah it's like kind of oh, okay. right yeah. here there you I go yeah again, oh again great radio but it's on my wall um and anyway so we did a send up of the billy ripkin fuck face, face card if you don't know about it you can look it up uh but with 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 our our, our main villain from aberrant on it um we did a band jack's garbage bail kid uh peacekeepers is about bank robbers we did kind of a an fbi wanted poster uh card for them and just a lot of fun and just a lot of crazy stuff and if you like the books um they're cool collectibles to have. And, uh, and again, eventually we'll build out this set. So that's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, the original art tiers are amazing. I mean, it's like we, um, you know, of course you can get, uh, um, we have, uh, uh, sort of sketch card type things, kind of six by eight original hand drawn, hand inked, uh, art from Fabio that, uh, that, you know, um, have, uh, characters from the book and them. Those are cool. 
Um, but then we're selling original commissions, which is kind of crazy. And so, um, yeah. you know, Fabio Alves, um, is, uh, he was, he was nominated last year for Ringo award for as best cover artist, um, you know, alongside some heavyweights, Edson Ferreira, a colorist mm-hmm. was nominated for best colorist for, for Banjax. And so these two guys will draw and color whatever you ask them to. So there is a, there, yeah, there's an original commission tier. I mean, I mean, when you can't walk into a comic shop, be like, you know what? I like that cover. I, I, I want that guy to draw a picture of me and my dog, <laughs> or I want a picture. I want that guy to draw a picture of me in a fucking stormtrooper outfit, uh, outfit, like shooting Han Solo, or I want that guy to draw a picture of my neighbor copulating with a goat. Um, uh, <laughs> anything goes. Uh, these guys will, 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 will draw your commission. Mm. That, that's a great one. And then, like you know, I, my favorite one is the, is I mean, we, we, we have the we have the the put you in the book tiers. There's the um, and, and if you go on the if you go on the jump uh, uh, Kickstarter page, you'll actually see uh, comparison photos. Like this was the photo the backer sent. This is what they look like. To, this is what they look like. Sorry, my phone's ringing and it's distracting. Right. Um, uh, you know, okay. this is what they look like in the book. Um, there the, the comparisons are, are are pretty awesome so we will actually put you in the comic book i you know I, I, I you know all your listeners huge comic book fans well you will you can be in the book and so there's the there's the smaller tier where you're just kind of a background character but there's a tier where we'll actually give you a supporting role we'll give you lines in the book yeah. you're interacting with the main characters um and then there's the crazy souped up tier uh where for a price we will draw an original store original five page story that takes place in the world of the Damn. jump starring you. Um, and, uh, and, and we've had someone take us up on, 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 on that tier, uh, uh, at least once every campaign. Um, and the stories are turning out great. So the, the, the person that bought that tier for, uh, the issue one jump campaign, um, his story is now being colored and it is going to appear in the back of the printed issue of the jump number two. So anybody who backs That's now, so cool. will see that story. And, and that was a funny story. You talk about the interactive community on on, on Kickstarter and, uh, and and people just kind of making the experience their own. Um, mm-hmm. So we had a guy come in and buy the original story about him tier, and um, and 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 that was interesting. And then almost immediately, we had two people come in and buy the the draw you into the book tier, right? And I, you know, I thought okay. I thought great, awesome. And then I start talking with these people. And of course, like if you pick the, the original story about you tier, it's not, I, I don't have some cookie cutter story that I'm going to put you into. I, I contact you. I'm like, Hey, what are your likes, your dislikes? Uh, uh, what do you do for a living? Is there anything that you don't want to be seen doing all of these things? And then we build kind of the story together. Like um, the guy who bought the peacekeeper story, he has this dog that he's in love with and he's like, I would really love it if my dog were in the story. And so we created this story about him and his dog. That's awesome. Um, and so that's cool. And so we do that, but, but, but again, back to the thing. So, so the guy on the jump story, he, he buys this and then immediately I get to draw you in tears. And, and, and I assume these people want to be in the regular issue of the jump, like everyone else. And, but, but they let me know immediately. No, we don't want to be in the regular issue. Um, the guy that bought the original story is our friend. And so we would like to appear in his story. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and so I had to create this story about these three people together. Uh, and, and I think it's, wow. I think it turned out great. I think it turned out awesome. And, and, and that ended up being like an amazing experience. And again, like this is, this could never happen anywhere else. That's why Kickstarter is such no. an amazing fan creator experience is that there's this give and take and, 
these things naturally happen. This beautiful, you know, the, the put you on a cover tier is another great story where it was like, you know, it costs a lot to print a book and usually like mm -hmm. it's not possible to make it cost effective unless you're printing like 500 copies or a thousand copies. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of printing one copy of something was cost prohibitive. Um, mm -hmm. So when I originally did the put you on a cover tier and the put you on a cover tier is amazing. Basically like, you know, we'll, we'll put you on it. So we have a, uh, for issue two, we have a, again, like a Mandalorian uh, Boba Fett uh, cover. We have a, a Marty McFly back to the future cover. And so we will, we will, make you marty mcfly we will make you boba fett um and people flip for this shit but originally um it was just you got kind of a digital file right and so we sent you a print of, of the cover you know with you mm -hmm. with you on it okay. and we sent you the finished print ready print quality file and so if you wanted to go to a print shop and get a 24 by 36 poster of yourself and hang it on the wall that was all good and and you had what you needed but the feedback we kept getting from people is like this is awesome but what would be more amazing is if we had an actual physical copy of the book with us on it mm -hmm. and so i got that a couple of times and then i realized okay well i have to figure out how to do this um and so i had to call probably six different printers uh and work it out and, and find a way to make it cost effective but i finally was able to do it and work it out and so uh yeah. about halfway through the campaign i was i was you know um I was you know, able to announce, well, you know, it's going to cost a little bit more money, but uh, now we have a second version of the tier where we can put you on a physical issue. And so if you, if you sponsor that tier, you will get two copies of, of the comic book with you on them. And so you have a, a physical Cadillac of a comic book with you on it uh, as Marty McFly or the Stay of Marshmallow Man or as, uh, um, and so, uh, so, that was awesome. So, I mean, we, we are, we are going above and beyond. We're trying to make this a, a unique, crazy, amazing comic book Kickstarter experience. We're not just running the book out and all that stuff. Like there's shit here that you'll never be able to get anywhere else. Like you'll never be able to get with another campaign until they copy us, which people are already doing. Um, but, uh, hmm. but it's awesome, you know? Uh, and that, that's why the Ryland Grant campaigns are always fun. Not only are you going to get a good book, but it's going to be a fun experience, too, man. It gives you the opportunity to have just a hell of a good time. And, yeah, I mean, you, 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 knowing that you do understand the, the community of Kickstarter, and it's not just a way to, hey, I'm going to try to make 20 grand off these people, and you know, I'll send them out messages occasionally. And no, 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 that's not, that's not what you're about, man. You, you, you do, you really do understand that you know, you're creating a fan base for yourself. And I mean, when when all of these books are, you know, have the image logo on it, and they're in all these, I mean, they're, they're going to be able to remember this, and it's going to be that much cooler to them. Like, hey, man, I remember that guy fucking messaged me and asked me what what, what the name of my dog was. <laughs> like that, that that that's cool, man. That's cool as shit. We're we're trying to throw this like big comics party, right? I mean, we're all trapped inside our fucking houses yeah. still, and uh, and and you know, uh, we have to be careful about wandering into comic shops, and it sucks, and so we're. You know, we're just trying to, again, it's a big comics party. Everyone's invited. And that's the beauty of this thing is that if you, if you come to the campaign and you look and, you, and, and, and you're looking for something that's not there, if you come up with some grand idea, like, let us know about it. We will we will do everything we can to incorporate it. We've done we've done it almost every time. Uh, we have found a way to kind of make uh, our, our backers kind of crazy ideas come to life in some grand, amazing way. Um, and and the campaign, the book is better for it. So uh, so we love it. We embrace it. So let us know what uh, what we're not doing, and 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 we'll make it happen. And uh, and 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, um, I, Kickstarter is so awesome. I mean, there's just so much amazing stuff going on there, and uh, we're just happy to be a part of it, and we're happy that the uh, the community has embraced us over there. So, well, with open arm, with open arms, man, that's that's for damn sure. Uh, what, what's the Bitly link one more time? Uh, it's uh, bit.ly backslash the jump two. I'm sure that, sure that's in the show notes or whatever, but you can also just go oh, yeah. you can also just go to uh, to Kickstarter and search the jump to Ryland Grant whatever you want to do. Uh, it's up there and it's cooking and um, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know been a lot of fun. We're only two days in, but um, uh, you know more fun, crazy to come. Hell yeah, man! Oh, I know I'm getting ready to jump on. Well, <laughs> jump on and uh, um, make the jump. <laughs> Damn it, I didn't mean to pun that. Hand. Come make the jump. Uh, make us. the jump. That's my uh, yeah. That, 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 yeah. That, I think that's actually the tagline at the end of my video. So be be prepared for that. I love it, man. I love it. Um, at Ryland Grant everywhere, right? On Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah, R Y L E N D G R A N T again, because it's not a real name. My parents drunkenly arranged uh, <laughs> letters and, uh, and and saddled me with it. So, uh, but apparently it's catching on. It's catching on, man. It's catching on. You're creating this 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 frenzy. Yeah. You have no idea. You have no idea. Once you get to cons, you'll know. Yeah. Once Here's cons, a, 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 know. a, a <laughs> interesting name thing. So, uh, do you know who Bob Welch is? Bob, Bob Welch was a um, uh, he pitched for the o Oakland Athletics like in 89 90 okay. when they were, you know with, with Bash Brothers Conseco McGuire when they were winning those World Series and and okay. he was like a Cy Young award winning uh, pitcher back then he um, he uh, um, you know he he was their their ace and um, and he was kind of a we were friends uh, my family was really good friends with his brother they would come into Detroit for games and then I would get to go to tiger stadium, sit next to the visitors bench and, uh, meet, you know, meet all of the Oakland athletics, Bob, uh, I actually have, I'm, I'm again, great radio, but this is a, this is a baseball autograph by all of the 1989 Oakland athletics, um, Conseco, McGuire, Carney Lansford, Tony Larusa. Um, but, um, but anyway, uh, um, I, my friends call me Riley. So everybody just knows me as Riley mostly. So Ryland doesn't even come up unless it's like in a professional uh, a setting mostly. But um, but Bob Welch uh, uh, met me, knew me as Riley, and he was so enamored with the name Riley that he named his son Riley Welch. And so you can you know uh, he, he's a he's a pretty good uh, pitcher himself. And so you can look up Riley Welch on uh, on um, you know on uh, Baseball Reference or whatever, and uh, and you can see. So I I, I have had a a major league uh, baseball uh, pitcher's uh, son named after me already. The most interesting man in the fucking world, man. I'm I'm not stepping away from that fact. There's there's I don't I don't know what the hell I mean I, what power lines you were born under to create these superpowers that you've uh, just accumulated. But I mean you you're just taking the world by storm, man. It's awesome to have you back for a fourth fucking time. I look forward to the fifth. There's no doubt yeah, about keep, it. Yeah, keep 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 Pepos off. Like if I have to kneecap the guy, like uh, Tom, Tom Harding style, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not comfortable with this. I mean, I, I think I need to get five in uh, before uh, you know before he or five or six maybe before he's allowed it back on. Oof. Yeah. Oh man, he's a workhorse too. God, you, a got, workhorse, you got some yeah. competition. Yeah, dude, he's the, uh, he really is. I, 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 I fucking love that yeah. guy, man. I uh, you. Thank you so much for all your time, man, for what you're doing for this industry, as always. And I really do look forward to the next time. And as anything you need, man, you just reach out. Yeah. Um, the Jump, too, on Kickstarter. Check it out, people. You're going to regret it if you don't, I promise. Rylan Grant. Riley, as we've come to know him. Riley. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks so much for, uh, for the invite, for having me on, and thanks for listening, guys. 
All right, brother. Well, you stay safe out there, man. We'll talk to you soon. Good morning. Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, just anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. Check out The Real Brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane. Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. And I'm JVD. We're your hosts of the Fictional Battle Podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by The Villain's Demand. If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on thebuildsman.com. Bams, there you go. Another episode in the books, the 301st episode in the books. We're talking threes now, people, threes. Mm-hmm. Rylan Grant. Rylan Grant, if you don't know who this guy is, just uh, if you if you look up the picture of Ringo... In the uh, the dictionary, you see his face all over it. This is, this is what this guy is, man. He, he he's here to stay. He is the future of comics, and I'm uh, I'm happy to have him on this podcast. He's gonna be on a thousand more times, I'm sure. I'm sure. So uh, yeah, there you go. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, rate this podcast five stars on stores, five stars, five stars on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, yeah. Those are the only kind I like, the five-star kinds. Five stores, too. I'll take five stores. However you want to do that. Uh, I like stuff, is what it comes down to. Stars, stores. I like it. I like it all. Uh, <laughs> on that note, I'm going to end this song, bitch. Remember, remember, I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, you fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast.